0: INFPs can absolutely be productive and get stuff done. It's just that you're gonna use a different method. You're not gonna you know, you're not gonna set goals the same way, you're not gonna be scheduled the same way. Um, you know, you you probably will sort of circle around like a lot of different activities. It's just not it's just gonna look different, but you, you can absolutely get stuff done.
1: Hello, I'm Jazz Hoti. I'm an introvert, a highly sensitive person and an INFP personality type, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the INF Club podcast. This is the podcast for INFJs and INFPs, and for those who identify as being intuitive or highly sensitive, especially if you're an introvert. On the show, you'll find the stories and perspectives of fellow INFJs and INFPs and other special guests, as well as my own personal experiences, The hope is that this podcast inspires you to grow, to live a happier and more meaningful life, and ultimately to embrace and become your best self. Thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Hey everyone, Jazz here. Um, My mic is still being very quiet, so I'm actually recording directly through my computer's mic in case you can hear any background noise or if you notice that I sound a little bit different. My guest today is Amanda Linehan. And we'll start with a few words put together by Amanda. Amanda Linehan is the author of Productivity for INFPs. She's a fiction writer, indie author, and INFP, and has published five novels, one non-fiction book, six short stories, and two short story collections since 2012. Her short fiction has also been published in Everyday Fiction And in the Beach Life Anthology published by Cat and Mouse Press. And now back to myself, Jazz. As always, a couple of pieces of housekeeping to share with you before we begin. First of all, I definitely do not have all of the answers. I'm still learning and doing my best, and the same goes for everyone who appears on this podcast. Whilst I hope you find these episodes interesting, nourishing and valuable, please never take anything you hear me or anyone else as gospel. Secondly, I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, therapist or any kind of licensed medical professional and neither are my guests unless expressed otherwise. So anything you hear on the podcast should only be considered as complementary to standard healthcare and should not be interpreted as a substitute for the advice given by a licensed medical professional. And finally, I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes in today's episode. So please do forgive me for those. And with that being said, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. So please sit back, relax. And here it is. My conversation with Amanda Linehan. Great. Hey, Amanda. Uh, really nice to be speaking with you again. Thanks for. Uh, yeah, thanks for doing this.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh,
1: we are the White Hoodie Brigade today for anyone who is watching. This. <laughs>
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, there was no planning, we promised. Um, oh, gosh. I, uh, of course, uh, Amanda, you're, you're an author. Um, and I, uh, that still really excites me because, like, you're a full-time author. And there aren't many kind of full-time authors I know. And I'm just so excited that that is now a thing. And I think it's really important. Um, however, I wanted to start by talking about um, productivity. <laughs> Because I know, uh, yeah, this is a theme which is kind of um, something you've been writing about. It feels like on your blog for a little while now, kind of structure and routine um, and kind of productivity from like an INFP uh, perspective, right? Uh, Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, It's funny because I think I just figured out not that long ago that I kept writing about productivity stuff. Yeah. Uh, Because I've had my blog since 2008. It's been a long time. And, um, I, I think I was always sort of like putting in here or there these little things about productivity and how I do things because I think I was trying to figure it out for myself, you know, like, um, whether it was at my old job or like with my writing, like I was always trying to figure out what was the best way for me to do things. So yeah, I kept, I kept writing these blog posts and then it was probably just this past fall when I realized like. I'm I'm writing about this a lot.
1: Yeah. D- did you? Um. Because I I I too like, I think a lot of us are re- re- kind of into personal growth and you know just wanting to be better and I guess just get more done, um, and all this stuff. And you'd read a lot of the typical advice that was out there in terms of you know setting goals and having a routine and you know being very rigid. Um. Did you ever? I guess go down the route of just trying to kind of i guess conform with this stuff that we're told um because i think it took me probably reading your stuff and kind of you know other people's stuff who have you know um talked more about this for me to realize oh okay i'm just a little bit different that doesn't work for me i mean did you did it did you did it take you um was it quite easy for you to realize that that didn't fit with you like what, what did that kind of look like i guess trying to navigating your own way if you like
0: yeah no it wasn't easy and i think that's why i developed an interest in it was you know certainly when i was a teenager and really probably a lot of my 20s um no i was trying to you know do what um like the best practices were like the goal setting and planning and scheduling because when you go look for you know advice on how to be more productive and how get stuff done, it tends to come from a certain perspective. And um, I just realized that it didn't always work for me. And it wasn't very enjoyable. I was really having to, I would really have to push myself mm. and exercise like tons of like, will and self discipline to do these methods. Um, but also to like, um, especially in situations where there wasn't a lot at stake, I found my own natural rhythm sort of coming out. So I I did have some sense that there were times when I'd be working on something or doing something and it would feel very like it had a flow to it. It would be enjoyable. It wouldn't raise my stress levels. Um, and I would get something get something done. So um, yeah, so it was a little bit of both. It was like recognizing that I try like, I'm trying to do this stuff and it doesn't work for me. Or if it works, it's like, so it's just like, just bringing my stress levels up so much. And then there are these other times when I can like do something and it really flows and um, everything turns out,
1: turns out well. Yeah. And, and something you said there um, about kind of being, kind of being pushed or kind of being forced to do stuff. Versus, um, and I've seen you refer to it, uh, kind of the pull being pulled towards it. Um, I'd love to hear more about that kind of language, and whether you did, did you read that somewhere yourself, or was that something? Did you read that somewhere? Or was that something you came up with yourself? You know, talking about the pull, because um, I I kind of love that language, and I, it really resonates with me.
0: You know, it's funny. I actually saw. I think that specific phrase, uh, the pull, was actually something I saw on. Lauren Sapala's website. Right. For anyone who knows who Lauren is, yeah. um, she has a great website for writers and she works with a lot of INF people. Um, so yeah, so she had written something where she used that phrase and I sort of immediately um, recognized it as something from my own experience. And I liked the I like the wording of it. I don't know that I would have. Maybe I did say "pull" before that, or
1: yeah, whatever. But yeah, but but you yeah you, you yeah I know Lauren spoke. yeah. So I know what you mean. It's like where where how did that come about? That phrase. Mm-hmm. I, I I so I've seen you talk about it. I've seen Lauren talk about it. Um, I think um, what's her name? I've got a book down here actually, just by coincidence. Marie Folio talks about it as mm-hmm. well, okay. like the pull. But yeah, it's very. It feels very kind of uh, intuitive, friendly language, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, it's exactly what it feels like. I do really feel like my energy is getting pulled towards something. So I mean, it's perfect—a perfect description.
1: Yes, as opposed to being kind of forced to do something, and uh, it just not feeling nice, kind of feeling a bit stressful, right?
0: Yeah. 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 So that would be like the push. Like I've got to push myself to stay with this schedule or to, um, design my goals in a certain way, you know, and it doesn't, but, and, you know, after a while, like you can only push so long before, Mm -hmm. or I can only push so long before I'm just done. So, um, using that pull, it, it saves a lot of energy in a way. It, um, like there's a, yeah, there's just a flow to it where I'm, things are very, uh, you know, there's a lot of ease. think is how I would
1: say it Uh uh-huh and how um it is it is it fair to say that sometimes we do need some kind of nudging um if you like because I'm just trying to think about you know when I put something out there whether it's a blog post or I don't know a creative thing a project resistance can come up right in different ways shapes or forms so if I were to be sitting waiting for the pull I might never <laughs> I might never be pulled to do that thing if that makes sense so do we need to uh, I guess how do you kind of uh, manage that given because uh, I know you write books do you have to kind of push yourselves a little bit sometimes yeah this is actually yeah.
0: I think it's really <laughs> important yeah I do um it's like so it's not you know it's not like completely being intuitive and just going with the pull, it is like putting like some, I think you use the word nudge. I like that. I, yeah. Like I need some structuring nudges. Yeah. Um, I think I, I wrote a blog post not too long ago about um, the way I use deadlines to, and, and I'm talking about um, self-imposed deadlines, like with my own work. Like if I'm working with somebody else and there's a deadline, like I obviously honor that, but like mm-hmm. I'll impose deadlines on myself when I know that I need, um. I need a, that nudge, and I've got to move myself forward. Um, and because you mentioned too, like kind of h- hitting some resistance. Um, I know for me, like if I feel like my perfectionism, like really getting big, um, yeah. that's a lot of times when I'll use a deadline because I know that I'm, I'm sort of procrastinating or resisting because I'm worried that it's not going to be perfect. So that deadline, it's like, nope, just keep, you just keep going um, one step at a time until you're done. Yeah. uh, get something out there without me, um, you know, putting it off because it's not perfect.
1: Right. Yeah. And I guess that, again, that's still an element of tuning in because you're recognizing when that perfectionism, whatever feeling it is that's bubbling up and you're like, hold on a second. Okay. I might need to give myself some nudging here just because uh, this is getting in the way if you like right of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and again i know you've kind of uh, you know written about this and we'll, we'll definitely uh share you know some of the some of the um uh, the posts you've written as well as the book which we'll come on to mm-hmm. um but I'm curious to hear more about your own um uh, I guess, kind of uh, routine, day, week, you know, however, however you want to call it, you know, do you, do you, do you set yourself, uh, well, I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but what does like a day or a week look like for you know, kind of Amanda? How do you do you, do, you, um, uh, do, you, do you plan out a certain amount of time and then kind of break it down? I'm, yeah, just love to hear more about your, your own process.
0: Yeah, so like, um, let's say so for like a week, if I'm, like, taking a look at the week ahead, um, I really just, um, I keep in mind anything that has to get done, so Mm -hmm. that might be something that's scheduled, or it might be, like, I do um, some freelancing, so, like, if there's, like, deadlines for that, like, those have to get it done, or it could even be, like, something in my own work that needs to happen before something else can get done, so, like, anyway, so I'm just, I try to, like, take an overview of what Absolutely has to get done this week. Yep. But then once I kind of get that figured out, then I I can leave myself a lot of room for moving intuitively from activity to activity, using that pull, like just kind of going with it. Um, and on any given day, like I think one of the um, big things I keep in mind is my energy levels and how they go up and down throughout the day, and like what work I should be doing based on those energy levels. So for me, I'm not like an early morning person, but I am a morning person. So when I get up, um, I'm usually working, starting work about an hour later and I've got about two to three hours in that first chunk of the day where I'm at my highest energy and I've got my highest creativity. So I will do, you know, high high creativity, high energy activities then, or, mm-hmm. you know, at least keep that in mind. And then um, in the afternoons and in the evenings, and usually it's like, um, I usually, it's funny, I'll all, pretty much always work in the mornings, because that's like when I'm really like, ready to get going. Um, in the afternoons and evenings, I I will work and I will do, it's typically more routine activities or just things that don't require the amount of creativity um yeah. but like sometimes I don't work in the afternoon Like sometimes I am doing something else I might be doing something eat fun even or um and same thing with the evenings like so it kind of depends from so the, the morning period is really like a I'm going to be sitting down and I'm going to be working and the rest of the day is fairly flexible as far as what needs to get done and what I feel like and what's on the schedule
1: yeah and I guess um, because I'm the same I like to kind of get stuff done in the morning um, and just start my day right and I guess that kind of uh, almost because you have you've, you've done creative work in the morning um, you can kind of give yourself permission to uh, kind of have things a little bit more relaxed kind of later on to an extent um, and I also find Amanda and it's something I've you know spoken to other um, other folks about and uh infps in particular i don't know if it's the p or you know why this might be um freedom freedom's like a big deal for me like that word freedom feeling free yes. however without structure not so good for jazz like even it, even if on the face of it i'm like yeah i just want to be free all day long just do whatever <laughs> i want if i don't have any structure it's actually not great for me at all um so it seems to be this balance between having enough of like a structure, having enough of a framework, and then to kind of be able to kind of dodge and weave um, and kind of feel free around that, if that makes sense. Um, And there's a quote, I'm not going to get it right, but it's something along the lines of um, if you've got kind of structure in place, um, it kind of gives you uh, kind of freedom to, um, it it, it kind of gives you freedom to create at certain times but also just to just to be yourself at other times you know so you know just basically saying how actually having structure in place can be quite freeing um and that's certainly what I've experienced and again I don't know if you can kind of speak to that at all just in terms of that balance yeah
0: yeah it's funny what came to mind is actually um like a like a, a yoga image, because I think you practice yoga too, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, like if you're in, uh, say like a, a warrior pose, like warrior two or something, and you're like the, uh, the base, the lower body is completely stable. And then you might be flowing with your upper body. So you have yeah. the, it's like stability, the foundation, right. Is the structure, but then it gives you this, um, this, uh, ability to, to move and to be free up top so um and it's funny too because i like i i kind of think in images a lot or i get images a lot and maybe i don't know if that's an infp thing maybe it is but um uh so that yeah that was like the first thing that came to mind was that warrior too um yeah with a really love stable this. base and and the free-flowing top
1: i love that yeah one of my one of my favorites so you've got the you've got the three warriors one of my favorites though is the reverse warrior where you're <laughs> stiff and you just, anything with a yeah. twist, anything that makes me kind of, well, I, I sometimes click, Any, anything that involves a twist of the body is like my favorite thing in yoga. Just those twists are so, um, yeah. oh, I love it. Yeah, it Did, feels great. Do you practice yoga yourself then? Because I was reading about yeah. your, I was reading about Qigong.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe we've actually never talked about this. Yes, I'm a longtime yoga practitioner for about, gosh, um, 11 or 12 years now
1: okay regularly. so do you do you still do that as well as the as well as the qigong
0: yeah so qigong am, I, am i
1: saying that am i saying that right by the way qigong? you
0: are yeah yeah qigong yeah i started that about two years ago um i belonged to like a membership community where there was a, a monthly qigong video that was you know as part of the subscription and i gave it a try and um it's interesting because having practiced yoga for so long at that point, cause it's similar. It's a, it's a movement, it's postures. Um, it's pretty gentle. And, um, I, w- I just did it. Cause I was curious and thought it might be fun, but I really found that I was actually get, and I love practicing yoga, but I was getting something a little bit different out of it. Um, and like the, the, the like the sort of the relaxation I can get from it is really, deep and i also noticed too and this is like maybe the big thing is i have like a, i'll get a lot of mental clarity after it like it clears clears my mind um or you know i don't know maybe it just opens up those you know those those channels between my body and my mind or something but yeah like a lot of yeah mental clarity i think that's maybe like the big thing i want to mention with that
1: yeah mental clarity and um body feels great but also i think just there's a lot of like monkey, they call it the monkey mind, monkey mind chatter, which yeah. I just, I can have. Um, it can just be there a lot for me. Um, this really helps keep that at bay. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where I, um, you know, the whole, I I, I, I try and, what one of my ongoing intentions is just to be in my body because it's really easy for us to get into our head and um, you feel worked up. And then sometimes what you can do is, Feed that kind of low-level anxiety, stress by just burying yourself into something else and getting even more stressed. Whereas, getting into the body, whether it's you know yoga, qigong, whether it's getting out of the house, you know, walking in nature, um, even, even reading a book, anything grounding, something with your hands, um, that's just really nice.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really essential too. I know I pay a lot of attention to grounding, being in my body. And I, you know, at one point I, I, uh, I didn't so much. I think I was very, I was very like up here and I was in my imagination and uh, can, it could, you know it kind of left me feeling a little spacey at times, but um, yeah, I, uh, that's probably another thing about my daily and weekly routine is making sure I'm always like returning to my body, doing something grounding, especially being a fiction writer.
2: Mm-hmm. If I'm
0: sitting down to write like a, like a story, I'm like very in that, in that world that I'm writing from. It almost feels like, you know, I'm not, not fully in my body there. I'm, I'm with that, that yeah. world. Yeah,
1: well, you're almost, uh, I, I guess I don't want to say maybe escaping. You're, you're removed. You're in another world. And what yeah. I guess can happen, again, I don't know if this is the same for you. When you're in that world, you can spend, for example, I know you said some afternoons you don't write. You can spend many hours sat down in that world. Yeah. Before you know it, it's the end of the day, and you're like, <laughs> i've just been indoors all day.
2: Like, in <laughs> yeah. the same
1: clothes. I've not been outside, and I've just yeah. like, I, I feel a yeah. bit, I feel a bit crap now. If I'm being honest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: so,
1: so do you do? You, would you do you incorporate these kind of grounding activities uh, on on a daily basis? um And uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm speaking about kind of daily. Do you set yourself a um it sounds like you've got like a, like a general outline of what each day looks like. Um, Do you, do you like write a a list of things to do necessarily each day or do you just, because each day is kind of that balance of writing and then other stuff that goes on. Is there no need for that for you?
0: I don't necessarily, no, I don't write a list every day. What I will do, I will try to get some, some things on the calendar that tends to be um, especially things that come up often say like, um, my getting my newsletter together or something like that. So I'll, um, I'll sort of check what's on the calendar, if anything. Um, and then I'm usually just like, I guess it's like a mentalist. I don't, I don't, I don't sit down and write out a to-do list because I find that I just want to like rebel against the to-do list. So it doesn't really matter. And the other thing too, is like, I know like, I used to get, you know, talking about like trying to use productivity methods that didn't work for me very well. Like I would, when I was younger, you know, I'd write out that to-do list and I was like, I'm going to check off everything on here. and I'm going to do this the right way. And I would, it's like, I would almost be so, it would almost be like I'd be doing stuff for the check, for the check mark and not, and it would, I'd kind of, kind of get off, I, um, you know, get off track in that way.
1: Got you, uh, yeah. Just hearing you talk about your rebelliousness, did you ever do Gretchen Rubin's, uh, I forget what she calls it, it's uh, uh, the test where you're, you're one of four things, are like obliger, are you, are you a rebel?
0: I'm not, I'm a questioner. And you're talking Question. about the four tendencies.
1: The four tendencies, yes. I feel yeah. like we've had this conversation before, actually. I've just had like a deja vu, yeah. I think, yeah, you I think did. we did a little. Yeah, okay, you're a questioner. So I'm a rebel, and just because... Yeah apparently rebels um disobey external order and internal internally imposed order so that's why i was mm-hmm. like oh she's not doing her own <laughs> maybe she's a rebel like me yeah. which is what i came out as yeah uh, yeah and you're um i guess this this kind of lends. i mean i guess we've kind of quite naturally been and we're kind of here speaking for like the inf club for, for like the inf club right we're both infps ourselves. Um, I've noticed you lean. I, I don't know. I, I, I noticed you've you've lean you've been leaning into the INFP stuff, um, and you've now got a newsletter for INFPs, which is called that exactly that for INFPs. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah. What is it about? Kind of, I guess, being an INFP that feels so um, I don't know, pertinent, poignant. You know, kind of important to bring to your experience, if you like.
0: Yeah, you know, I've always well, I've always been interested in psychology, and uh-huh. I've always been interested in personality and the Myers-Briggs was something I kind of, um, just got really interested in, you know, probably, um, maybe during college, maybe during my early twenties. I don't quite remember at this point, but, um, um, I think, you know, after finding out that I was an INFP, I just thought like in a way, like I, I, you know, thought it sounded kind of cool and it was, it reflected me. And, um, so it's funny, like I wrote, my first INFP article on my blog back in 2009. And it was just something, yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. And I was at the time, my blog was sort of just like um, general personal growth and personal development. But I went ahead and and did this INFP specific blog post called five reasons why it's great to be INFP. And um, yeah. And it kind of uh, um, got, you know, got more attention than my uh than a lot of my other stuff um but um yeah and well I think the other thing too about Myers-Briggs and INFP or INF stuff is like there are other people who are really interested in that too who I like connecting with so we Mm -hmm. you know we form a little community so it's like telling people something about me but then it's also connecting me with people who are similar which I like
1: yeah and um quite like a because uh, i guess you know you can be into sports or you can be into i don't know knitting or sewing this whole infp stuff it feels really personal i think to people um, and there's a lot in that so it really feels like a kind of deep connection i feel
0: yeah and because the other thing too about like um even just like like infs in general who sort of take to the internet and find this community i mm-hmm. think part of it is like you know you, you've probably felt odd for a long time and, yeah. um, you know, you know, just finding out more about yourself and realizing that there are other people who sort of do the same things and mm-hmm. operate the same way feels pretty good.
1: Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, 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 I think I've said it before the this, this summit, I was quite in some way surprised at the reaction it got. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the messages we received purely because on the face of it, just two people having a conversation about stuff or three people rather at that time with Lauren are having a conversation about stuff. And yet there's something about, um, yeah, just kind of shared experiences and being able to, and being like, Oh wow. It's not just me. Oh wow. Like that's, that's you as well. Um, it's really powerful, I think. Um, and, uh, I guess I don't know what the situation was with your newsletter 10, 11 years ago, but, um, a lot of readers, writers are INFPs and Js. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of us write, and so are involved in this world as well. So it doesn't surprise me that that maybe you know caught on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I and mean, you the other thing too about like at the time uh, when I go and read about INFP stuff or maybe go to like a forum or something, I felt like there was a kind of like a gray cloud over INFPs. It was, all the, <laughs> yes. like, it was all the difficulties we have, difficulties with career, difficulties with money, difficulties with relationships. Like it was, right. it was you know, there's these sort of like um, these great qualities that we have, but then it was like there are these sort of problems that people I felt like I was reading about over and over again. So yeah. I kind of wanted to do something like a little bit more of a positive you know, spin on it at the time
1: absolutely yeah i kind of feel like in, in a lot of these places there's um oh wow like we kind of found each other but like life is this this and this we find this challenging and there's not really any um i guess because yeah i guess there aren't kind of necessarily kind of answers or solutions or kind of positive ways to to better work with ourselves um so yeah i think there's there's definitely more you know more of a need and uh the one place, you'll probably be aware of it yourself, Introvert Deer um, website quite often have kind of INFP and INFJ posts. Um, so I actually, someone I recorded a conversation with yesterday, she, interestingly enough, I'll have to send you it. She wrote a, um, a piece about um, why routine is so important for INFPs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll have to send you the link. Yeah. Uh, it was re- yeah, it was really cool. But um, yeah, she wrote this piece on Introvert Deer and they, it's quite nice, so they're now kind of featuring, uh, I'm starting to see more of this content, but I know what you mean. I think in my, I remember early on when I was on these forums, there was a lot of um, kind of dis- almost despair, woe is me, like, ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not gonna earn very much, like, I, I, yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, um, a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, might have, uh, you, you might have noticed my mum peeking her head around the, the door earlier, did you see that? <laughs>
0: It was a while ago now right
1: it was a I mean, while I ago saw the
0: door close. I didn't see her I was, I was like someone someone came in <laughs> Funny.
1: I, was like, I told her I'd be recording and what I've done is because I can see the window on this side I, I normally record on the other side so if she opens the door no one can see her I think she's now realized she was like oh, I'm, I'm gonna be on camera uh, so sorry if that was if that was slightly distracting it always always makes okay. it fun when Mum walks in um yeah so um uh, yeah, I'd love to, I guess I'd love to kind of hear more about the book. It feels in, in, in some ways that the book is kind of an amalgamation of just, I guess, stuff you'd realize, stuff you'd been writing about anyway.
0: Yeah, so actually, yes, in my book, Productivity for INFPs, it mm-hmm. is actually a compilation of all the blog posts I've done over the years. Because like I said, back in the fall, when I was like, I keep writing about this. I thought to myself, you know, I probably have a book here. I mean, I probably, there's probably a book contained in my blog post, and I can, um, you know, compile them and organize them, um, so that they're all in one place and, and put it yeah. together because my, my blog tends to be, you know, like, right. So like INFPs tend to be, I think all over the place, lots of interests. So I write about a lot of different stuff on my blog and it's not always, um, easy to find stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So yes,
0: I, I pulled that all together. Um, And, uh, and, you know, going back to like, you know, this sort of, yeah, like gray cloud that hangs over INFP stuff on the internet. I I think the other thing about this book was I wanted to, like the message is really like you can, like INFPs can absolutely be productive and get stuff done. It's just that you're going to use a different method. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to set goals the same way. You're not going to be scheduled the same way. Um, you know, you, you probably will sort of circle around like a lot of different activities, just not, it's just going to look different, but you, you can absolutely get stuff done.
1: Yeah. That reminds me. So again, I love the, I love the the title and the phrase, um, you wrote a a blog article about, um, circular productivity. Yeah. Can you talk a bit more about that kind of circling for INFPs and yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's funny cause, um, I feel like I sort of have, I have some difficulties titling my posts, like with what is actually in them. Like I always come up with a title that may not actually tell anybody what's actually in the Yeah, because, the because, because it, yeah,
1: it leads to like all this other stuff and you're like, hold on a second. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So I was like, so I, I, I think cause I was talking about when to switch activities. And I thought, well, let me try to give some context for what I'm actually talking about. so I put the the circular productivity on, but yeah, the idea of that is, so I usually have, gosh, I have a lot of things going on at once. I have a variety of activities that I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and instead of like you know, working on one or two things to completion, um, you know, kind of in more of a straight line, like if i've got I mean, if I've got ten things going on. I'm going to do a little bit of each one of those 10 things or, I, you know, I'll do a, a little bit of one and then go to the next and a little bit of one and then go to the next. And, um, and it's a circle because I'm, I'm moving through all these activities, all these eight or 10 activities, but I'm moving them a little bit forward every day or every, or regularly. So it, it moves, so I'm, you know, I'm moving through all these activities in a circle, but then I'm also moving forward because they're each getting done a little bit at a time. Um, and I'm also, and, and I'm also using like the pull when I do it. Like if I've got a whole bunch of things that need to get done, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna write a part of this short story, and then I'm gonna go work on my newsletter, and then I'm gonna go onto Twitter and do a few things there. And then I'm going to go over to my website and do things there, you know, and so I'm going to, I'm going to go around to a lot of different activities and just move them forward a little bit at a time, but I'm, it's really more of a circle than a line.
1: Yeah. And that, um, I, I've kind of, I've had, again, Lauren talk about this as well. Um, Lauren Chapala, who you mentioned earlier, she's worked, you know, with, um, and she says she sees this as like a, an INFP thing in particular, kind of wanting to switch and move around. And, um, for me, uh yeah that that kind of resonates um and i like for example if i've got something like big-ish which i'm trying to put off doing like i don't know i need to uh write a particularly long post or i don't know i need to send a bunch of emails out i will put it off and then i'll kind of eventually get started on it and um if it takes me longer than normal like the whole i can just um almost get a bit obsessive and get like perfectionistic and I'll be like, oh man, this is taking longer than I thought. It's then much more healthy for me to step away from it and look at something else and be like, you know what? You've actually started that. You've, you've begun that task. And, and for me, a lot of it is about a starting something and kind of gently chipping away a little bit, a little, little bit, as opposed to, um, cause when I give myself something to do and try and get from A to B, as quickly as possible um it just doesn't feel great like kind of mentally kind of stress wise it, it kind of stresses me out um so it almost feels like yeah that kind of circular um and you mentioned 10 things I mean I, 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 I hope you're not are you actually when you say doing 10 things are you actually working on 10 things
0: I mean in a day it's probably it's probably not 10 things, but it could be four or five. Easy. I was
1: going to say, I was like, how many, how many books are you writing? About? <laughs> that, would, that would drive me insane if I was doing 10 things. But yeah, like maybe three or four things. Yeah. Five, maybe just to kind of move around them. Yeah. And obviously um, when you say things for you, I'm just, I'm curious now, you know, when it like, comes to a book, for example, will you break that down? Could one, could you be, I don't know. Um, I guess you could be editing one book writing another and marketing a third for example exactly yeah
0: so i mean so for instance like if i'm writing a story um well that's not the only thing i'm doing you know i mean i could be writing i could write multiple stories you know i could have multiple stories going at the same time in fact i do it all the time now so i'll work for a little bit on one and then a little bit on another and a little bit on another um and then of course I'm also a self-publisher, so there's publishing activities. Right. I do some freelancing. There's some of that. You know, I have I have two newsletters now. Like I, you know, I do. I actually do have a lot of stuff going on, but I really like the variety. And um, like in, in any given day, like when I sit down to work on something, I'm usually it. I mean, I would say um, probably about 45 to 50 minutes is around the time I will spend on any one thing. Mm-hmm. I, um, like I'm, and I, cause after that amount of time, it's like, I, I get either tired and or bored. And that's how I know that it's time to like move on to something else. And that, and the variety keeps my uh, motivation up and keeps my energy up.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Rather than like, I would, I would very rarely sit down for like several hours to work on one thing. I would be like an insane person at the end of four
1: hours trying right. to do one thing i hear you and you mentioned deadlines earlier how um how far ahead do you tend to look so for example you know you some some people i know will say right 2020 this is my year each quarter this is what i want in this quarter second third fourth do you plan that far ahead um or or do you kind of um I, i don't know more kind of go i guess kind of Look at the here and now, and go go with the flow in the longer term, if that makes sense.
0: I I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really plan that far ahead or look at quarters or anything like that. Deadlines are typically for things that have to get done regularly. So mm-hmm. my fiction newsletter, I send that out on the third Tuesday of every month. That's a and I I keep that deadline no matter what, it, and because it, it happens monthly. Um, But then I might, um, for any given thing that I'm working on, like actually when I was working on getting um, productivity for INFPs published, this was, you know, it was maybe, I had been working on it for a while. I was a good way through and it was maybe like end of December. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to say, I feel like this needs to get like pushed forward a little faster. So January 31st is the day. So I just sort of spontaneously, Set that deadline, but no, I don't
1: look at quarters or you know anything like that. Got you, yeah, yeah, and and the spontaneous, yeah, I hear you, spontaneous decision. Like, say, for example, if you're like, oh, actually, I've been working on this and I can kind of feel the resistance here, so I'm actually going to put a deadline in place to kind of nudge you along a little bit, yeah. Cool, yeah,
2: um,
1: yeah, uh, I am I right in saying, was this like the first kind of non fiction piece you've written, no non fiction book you've written?
0: It was the first nonfiction book.
1: Yeah. How 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 did that compare um, to kind of I guess fiction writing? I mean, I know obviously very different in terms of this was an amalgamation of what you'd you'd written already. It sounds like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But were there how, how did the experiences compare to you know your kind of fiction fiction books? Was it were there any any felt differences?
0: Well, you know, um, in terms of like marketing the book it's different because there's such a specific audience for it Mm -hmm. and uh and when you get it in front of that specific audience you know i found it has sold fairly well right Uh, whereas like fiction is um is can be tricky to sell because you're you're really you're trying to sell you're trying to sell an emotional experience or you're trying to tell a reader what they're going to get out of that story like what kind of emotions they're going to feel from it. What's the tone of it, you know, the genre they like. Um, mm. so that's much more, it feels much more like it's not a specific, um, whereas like the, with the nonfiction it, it is, because you're, you're aiming it at someone in particular.
1: Yeah. I guess you could, um, hone in more nicely on kind of Amazon keywords and what have you with the productivity fine at but Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah example yeah yeah w- w- would you uh would you write nonfiction again
0: yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. i'm sure there's like some non more nonfiction in my future
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah. Um, um i'd love to hear i'd love to hear more about your fiction what, what have you got going on there right now
0: yeah so let's see i've got um so i am in the middle of, a, of writing a novel um i haven't been actively writing it um I'm not actively writing it right now. It's sort of an in a rest period, but that's a uh, it's a young adult fantasy thriller. and I write a lot of young adult actually, I write like so'm um I write in multiple genres and young adult thriller suspense and urban fantasy are um, are the big ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um so I've got that going. Um I've also got a yeah, uh, so in my in my fiction newsletter, I do like a a free short story every month right in the body of that newsletter and but recently I decided that I was going to um kind of do like an ongoing story right so I've got this um so I'm I've got this story called The Beach House and it's um sort of like supernatural you know maybe even like horror but the thing is is like I'm just it's interesting because I'm writing it as I go along. So this is how I actually write, but I'm doing it in my newsletter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've got like about a thousand words of it each time and I've done, and I'm about to do like the fourth installment of it. So um, I can't, like I actually don't know what the way I write is. I don't actually know what happens. Um, So I am, I am writing and finding it out and then sharing it with other
1: people. Well, that sounds just, like seat of your pants if you ever heard it. That that sounds really fun and exciting. Is that kind of quite exciting as a writer as well? Like to be writing it? Yeah. And having it come yeah. through.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's comfortable at this point too. Um, for a long time, I always just did these like standalone stories. I didn't really want to do anything that uh, was like a series or like a serialized story. Um, but um, I first published part one of this, like maybe last summer. And I got, and I got a lot of responses, like more so than any other story that year about like, oh, this seems like a great beginning to something. Maybe you should finish this. And so I went ahead and thought, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do a, and continue this. And um, and uh, yeah, it is interesting to just <laughs> write and show people as I go along. Cause I've never done that before. It's, it's fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, d- did any of that ever feel, um, I don't know, a little bit pressurism in terms of like, oh gosh, now I've got to write another installment and I've got to come up with it at this, this time period? D- did you have to kind of manage that initially? Um,
0: yeah, you know, um, I guess, um, well, it's funny, actually, in a way, uh, continuing it is nice for me because I don't have to come up with something new each month.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I can just, I'm just going along with the story. Um, I know like certainly it feels, um, like there may be more expectations on it because it's being, it's longer and it's a sort of a serialized thing, but, um, it's a good experiment. I think, um, you know, I think people like it. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. And, um, And I know, yeah, this kind of came up from what I recall, um, in our conversation for the INF summit, um, which obviously those conversations might, uh, are going to eventually disappear. Um, and I wanted to ask about your, um, kind of transition, uh, because I know you, I think you, you, you were doing something else before you then became kind of an author and, you know, you did some saving up before you made the transition. Could you talk a little bit about the actual transition from, um, uh, Boring, boring life before becoming a really exciting fun author <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was um, yeah, I spent 10 years working for a, um, a uh, For the federal government um, and I worked in um, Research grant administration. So something completely different
1: And it's probably unfair of me to call it boring to be fair. I was being kind of sarcastic But so it, it might not have been boring
0: well, you know, it's, in a lot of it
1: just of doesn't ways, sound really just doesn't wasn't wasn't as in... fun as being an author. It just doesn't sound,
0: right.
1: as, <laughs> doesn't sound as fun as being an author.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it was actually, a, um, you know, it was a good job in a lot of ways and it did like, it did kind of like match my skills in, yeah. in many ways, but the content of it, I was never like super, yeah, you know, I wasn't sort of personally into and I had this writing thing on the side that I always wanted to do. And yeah, you know, um, I had been doing the, I'd been self-publishing for five years when I left my job. So I wasn't, you know, I'd been doing it for a while. I'd learned a lot of things and had a certain amount of experience. And, um, I really got a, um, I really got an intuition that it was like time to, time to leap and, uh, give this a try full time. Um, I did have, you know, I had a lot of savings, so there was that in place, Mm -hmm. um, but um, I really kind of leapt off a cliff into the into the void. Um, but yeah. um, it's been like a like a incredibly rewarding journey and yeah. uh, and difficult at times too. And and tend to speak to like the transition piece of it, like going from being like an employee for so long, working in a specific field, and then being self employed and working as, in a creative field. Like it was it took me. I think it took me a while. I mean, I remember six, like about six months after I had left, I still had this feeling of almost being more on like extended leave, or like maybe like ex- like an extended telework. Like I just hadn't been into the office in six months. Yeah. I mean, I, so I was I was still not totally. I was not like embodied in what I was doing. Yeah. And I would say around two years is when I, like, I really uh, felt fairly comfortable at that point with what I was doing. But it took me I feel like it took me a long time. Like it was a big change and it you know brought up a lot of different feelings and all kinds of fears. Um but you know I feel like with um like with highly sensitive people, like I mean change is difficult for anyone, but like change can be really, really intense yeah. for us. Um and it was it was big. It was a big transition.
1: Yeah. What what was the um what do you think were the most challenging aspects to it?
0: Um, I think it was just like sort of the idea of being by myself working. Um, I had a huge organization behind me for a long time. I was a part of something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and now it was just me and I was trying to figure it all out and getting uh, overwhelmed in the process. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Did did you um when you left, did you tell people what you were going to be doing?
0: I did. I did. I was a little. You know, it's funny though. Um, I can remember feeling a little quiet about it. I mean, I definitely, yeah, I definitely told people, but yeah, it was it was, it was kind of difficult to say I'm going to leave this great job and I'm going to go be like an independent fiction author, um, uh, you know, by myself.
1: And, and probably more, just because you're kind of already anticipating the reaction of people when you tell them yeah. that, and I'm curious to hear what, what, how did people respond when you when you told them
0: yeah you know, it's fun. like I actually got a lot of support I mean oh, nice. um people thought it was cool um you know i didn't I actually did not really get a lot of negativity you know right right to me uh-huh. um, but uh not that they weren't thinking it you know. <laughs> thinking it in your head, but um, yeah, uh, um it it was like it was difficult to because I think like i I doubted it too, in right. a way. I mean, I felt good enough to do it. I felt again, and again, I had this the sort of like you know the intuition piece and like which i I had sort of practiced with a lot, like feel like what is this feeling? like if I have a certain feeling or have a certain intuition, like what does that mean? So I, I knew it was time to go and it was time to give.
1: Were you doing, were you doing yoga at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So you were kind yeah. of, okay, you were kind of doing this sort of stuff and checking in and you know, what have you, you know. um, Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. You, you say speaking quietly, you know, I remember, and, and I've kind of made a bunch, kind of various different transitions. Um. And I was very careful about like, a who I told, but also I didn't really want to shout it from the rooftops. Um,
2: yeah, because
1: there's the yeah the fear of if this doesn't work out, what people will say. Um, yeah, I, I remember my first, I guess, thing I did when I was no longer working for someone. It was like an education type thing, and uh, yeah, I just felt really exposed. And when it didn't work out, I was like um, probably imagining stuff. Uh, it was probably exaggerated and amplified what I was imagining, but I was just like, oh no, everyone's just gonna be sat there on Facebook, like laughing at me because they're, yeah. they're gonna see that he's no longer posting about this on there. So it kind of worked out. And uh, yeah, it's a big deal because I really, a lot of my choices um, have been intuitively led, but that doesn't stop the rational fear, you know, being like, just be careful. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. Uh, yeah, uh, I had something on the tip of my tongue. I can't quite. Yeah, I can't quite recall what I was going to say. But um. Now, yeah, no, this has been this has been really enjoyable, Amanda. And I just wanted to make sure that anyone who wants to. Yeah, kind of. Uh, check your stuff out kind of books, articles, you know, connect with you, um, the productivity for INFPs book. And I know there's a newsletter now. Um, can you, where, where should they, where should people go? And we'll include all these links also kind of when this episode goes out. So uh, <laughs> I know that's a yeah. lot of things. I know that's a lot of things. I've just asked you, but yeah, if you could, uh, yeah, yeah to share what you want to share, that'd be great. Yeah, sure.
0: The, the best place to to come find me is, um, on my website, which is. Um, Uh amandalinehan.com and you can find you know fiction books there productivity for infps um i'm on as far as social media goes like twitter is my preferred um account Uh, i'm on instagram a little too um you'll you know you'll find that on the website um and just for for productivity for infps that's uh that's available at um a variety of, of retailers so it's at amazon of course it's at apple books kobo google play barnesandnoble.com um, and there's an ebook and a paperback version of that
1: awesome and uh I, I know on your website you've got um am i right in saying that you've got two you've got a fiction newsletter and there's a uh, a newsletter for infps specifically
0: Yes. Yeah. So I have two newsletters. Right. So I have a fiction newsletter and that's where I do the um, free short story every month. Mm -hmm. And you also get a free short story for signing up. It's called the summer house. It's a, um, it's a young adult horror story. Um, so you can find that on my website. And then there's another newsletter that's called for INFPs. And, And actually if you sign up for that, you get the first two sections of productivity for INFPs. Um, as a welcome gift and I think it's um the first section is like starting and moving forward and the second section is uh, I think it's goal setting so um so yeah so two separate newsletters
1: <laughs> yeah you just a, yeah you're, you're a little bit busier now than, than when I last spoke to you it sounds like
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah um before I let you go, I always uh, enjoy speaking with you, anyway, um, but also because I get to see what's on your blackboard behind you.
0: Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, so these are like um, little doodles that I do, basically, um, yeah. and then I think I, I've got a vine. I've got a vine going up the wall
1: you got a vine you've got some dates on those doodles as well i've noticed
0: yeah so right so like um it's actually it's actually like a mandala exercise so the idea is you basically like you draw a circle and mm-hmm. then you fill it in with it, whatever you want you know whatever you're doing in there and i kind of keep like a little it's like a sort of like a visual diary so i'll date it and take a picture of it and i nice. keep a little doodle journal that way in a way
1: Lovely. Yeah, there's one one at the top, the one I can see there, which is like, really looks like you've got mountains and trees and water.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes it's like, there'll be like recognizable things in them. And other times it's like the one below it is just this sort of weird abstract kind of looks like an eye from here. just <laughs> Weird abstract stuff. Sometimes there is like trees and mountains and stuff so uh yeah a yeah. bit
1: of a bit of a lord of the rings eye of sauron vibe i get from that
0: that's from that. right <laughs> <laughs> that's right yes watching me as i work
1: <laughs> yeah well you're you're definitely more of a more of a uh, an artist than i am in the drawing sense i could tell you that much um yeah no thanks again amanda no, this has been really great and yeah no i um uh I'd encourage anyone just to check out your fiction and that that productivity book. I've I've read a number of your articles around this stuff and uh, yeah, I hadn't realized just quite how long you've been blogging kind of on this, on this topic. So I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into that as well.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always good to have these conversations. It was fun.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember you can find show notes for every podcast episode plus lots more over at www.infclub.net Once again, I'm Jazz Hoti. Bye for now, and I'll see you next time.